delighted to be back recording the Willie Morgan show with the main man, of course, Manchester United icon Willie Morgan. Plenty to talk about this week. We've got um, Manchester United to talk about, a few questions coming in about Scotland. And we've also got a shout out for a, a listener, Willie, who's got in touch from Greece of all places. He never misses a show. Oh, my goodness. That must be Jan Monson. Elbeck is called. Jan, if you obviously, I know you watch the show. Um, I hope the weather in Greece is better than it was here today because I got washed out. I couldn't golf today, been absolutely distraught. And but my pal, Graham Woodhouse, he's actually gone out in the rain to play. So, uh, anyway, uh, all the people in Greece, um, I hope you enjoy the show. You must enjoy it because you know, Callum, Callum's very bright and he knows all the answers. And he just prompts me. <laughs> and just staying on Greece, um, Patrick Barkley is going to be joining us. Not this, he was going to be joining us this week, but he's out visiting his daughter in Greece, funnily enough. Um, so he's going to wait until he's he's back home because we did a test run yesterday and his connection wasn't great. So he wants to wait until it's he's home and he can he can do it properly. So we're looking forward to welcoming Patrick to talk about Sir Matt Busby. He's written a book about him, and I'm sure Willie will give him some things he's never heard as well. There's lots of things that he's never heard of uh, regarding the gaffer. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, having a chat with Patrick. You know, he's one of the... He's very rare. There's, in my time, there's probably three exceptional journalists and writers. One was a guy called Brian Glanville. Um, anyone watching, look him up. He was, he used words that us footballers had never heard of. So he was very, very bright. Um, Hugh McIlvaney, another great, I mean, these are the greats. And a lad called Rob Hughes, who uh, he was with the Times, I think, Rob. He was another great. And Patrick Barkley comes into that category, in my opinion. So I'll, I'll be delighted to, when he does come on. Uh, so if you're watching the show, Patrick, in Greece with Jan, um, I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time. Well, time to talk football and I suppose we have to we have to be brutally honest and start with it. Manchester United won, Tottenham six. Your reaction when you saw the result and watched the game? You know, how many times on the show have we said and I've said we have no defence, we have no back four, none at all. I mean, they're dreadful. Absolutely, just take a double decker bus through. I've said it before, in the midfield, Matic and Pogba, heartbreaking. They shouldn't be there. I mean, that's the, I keep saying that's the reason he got the job in the first place. And he's still got the players who got him the job. They're not good enough. And he has to change it quickly. I mean, the back four is dire. It was like a children's playground the other day. You, you can't believe what they were doing. Bolly and Maguire, my God. I mean, sure. Uh, one. They're just not good enough, and uh, the sooner we get them replaced, the better. And until then, even with that though, it was mind-boggling. I couldn't believe it. I said, no, not another one, not another one, not another one. It was, I don't know. I did a, I did an article. Um, 
I think it's with the Scotsman, and uh, it's, it was out last Sunday there. And uh, one of the reasons was it was uh, about Scotland. Another one, the fact that uh, Man United, it was one about George Best and I, we played Spurs back and we won 2 0. George scored one, I scored one. And of course, I said, well, let's hope the result's the same this time. Sadly, it wasn't. But it, I don't know where you go from there. You know, I feel sorry. I do feel sorry for Ollie. I do feel sorry. But don't say, you know, they're coming out again. Oh, we don't, they're not spending enough money. They've spent over a billion pounds. It's crazy. A billion pounds on players. And we're still in this position. So I don't know who I was, I don't know who the scouts are. I keep saying, I think it must be Stevie Wonder's going looking at them. Um, it's dreadful. It's heartbreaking. The supporters, you know, can you imagine for all the, the supporters, the people who paid the money for season tickets, even though they can't go at the moment? It's it's just heartbreaking. I hope it. I I I like Ollie. I, I see they're talking about getting Spurs or the guy who got sacked from Spurs. Why would you go and get someone who's been sacked somewhere else? That's crazy. Leave the lad alone. Give him give him his head. Give him a few years and let him turn it around. But he's got to get rid of the, the rubbish that we have. He has got to get rid of them. In terms of the players he's currently got, there's been lots of chat regarding Harry Maguire and the captaincy. There's been suggestions that Ollie should consider taking the captaincy off him as it may help Maguire um, improve his game without the pressure of being Manchester United captain. What are your thoughts on that suggestion? Improve his game? <laughs> no, not in a million years. 90 million quid. He's average. And I'm being kind. He's average. Dreadful. And already, we've already got a load just the same. That's why we got him. Uh, no, nah, it doesn't matter what. It's nothing to do with the captaincy. You know, he should be proud and delighted. It should make him play better being captain. It's not a pressure. It's an honour to be captain. And it does, you, you want to do it for the club and you want to do it for the supporters. Being captain is, is a fantastic honour. It's not pressure at all. So he's just not good enough. Let, let's be honest. He's not good enough. He was a bad buy. And... Uh, I don't know who makes, you know, I do, I do not know who makes the buys or who sells the players at Old Trafford now. Where it is the manager, I, I, I really don't know. Um, but whoever's doing it has got it all wrong. I mean, it's just crazy. We've got the worst squad, I think, in the history of the club. So it, I, I don't know what the answer is, Callum. I really don't. Um, I wish I did. But I hope for Ollie's sake that, uh, I don't know. I like the lad and I want him to, I want him to succeed. So we'll see. You, you mentioned about buying and selling players and obviously who, who does that as such is something that has been speculated upon in the media. There's a couple of names that come up quite a few times, Ned Woodward and Matt Judge, whether they're the only two, I don't know, but one of the things the club's been criticised for, you'll be aware of, Willie, is 
the fact that they signed three players to come into the squad on deadline day and a fourth who can arrive in January. And a lot of people are saying that a club the size of Manchester United, with the money that Manchester United have, should not be leaving it until the last day of the market to get players in. Is that something that you think Ollie will be frustrated at? And the fact that, as you know from your time playing, when you signed a player and he came in in pre-season, it lifted everyone rather than waiting to the very last minute. Well, I, I mean, I don't know the situation. It's not money. I mean, they've spent, I say, a billion pounds. Think of it. It's absolutely unbelievable. And we've still got all the, the rubbish there. He's got to get rid of the rubbish first. The, you know, the last minute buys, uh, it, it smacks off desperation. Last minute buys. I don't even know who they are. Uh, the, the guy we know who's got the number seven shirt, Galvani, I don't really know a lot about him. Uh, but again, for him, you, you'd like to think, unlike Sanchez, dear, dear. Um, he will come in and be proud to wear the shirt and play above whatever, however good he is, he'll give a little bit more because it's a, again, it's an honor to wear the number seven shirt. So I hope he, he helps, I hope he succeeds. But I don't, we, we don't have a natural goal scorer, we don't have a center for a natural goal scorer like Aguero or Harry Kane. You know, they're natural goal scorers. Um, and I see Everton's on there for another one, haven't they? He looks good, the lad. Looks very good and came from nothing. Came, came from nothing. So we can only wait and see. But it's, I mean, look at the, the game against Spurs. You know, the substitutions he made, I mean, he takes off Matt. Fred, why is Fred at Old Trafford? Why is he there? Another one. I don't think Matic is bad. It, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's frightening. Um, we, we just don't have a lot. But the, the worst, lot, the back four. The back four are, are the dreadful. And I, I keep saying, I've said it so many times, De Gea, or as my wife keeps saying, <laughs> it's not De Gea, it's De Gea, okay? But I feel sorry for him. Is, is it, what, what do you want him to do? It's heartbreaking. Must be heartbreaking for him. Every time he goes out looking at those four in front of him, thinking, no, here we go again. Um, so don't blame the goalkeeper. It's not his fault. You mentioned a number nine and the fact that United don't have an out-and-out -out striker. We did see England when they played Belgium coming up against a former United striker in Romelu Lukaku, which raised questions. Should United have let him go without replacing him? I would have kept him. You know, the, the, the sad thing when he was here, he's been the right wing. He's crossing the ball. Well, what we needed was people crossing the ball for him, play him as a centre forward, get him in the 18 yard box and give him ammunition. Now, you, no matter how good you are up front, unless you get service, it's irrelevant. And unfortunately, because we're under so much pressure at the back, people are overrunning us and midfield. And the people up front are getting starved. All they're doing is chasing back and try to help out instead of being provided with ammunition to score goals. 
Lukaku, yeah, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't great. Um, but at least he was a natural centre forward. And we don't have one. We do not have a natural centre forward. Bring back Dennis Law. <laughs> I think I think so many would, would agree with that. Yeah, see if it'll give us a couple of years. Absolutely. I think <laughs> I think that's something that'd be welcome to open arms. If we can find another Dennis Law, then then please let's find one. Just on Scotland, Willie, 0-0 on Thursday night. The game goes to penalties. We win 5-3, which means we're now into the playoff final against Serbia next month to see who gets to the Euros. Did you watch the game? And if so, what did you make of it? No, I didn't watch the game. Um, I mean, obviously, just getting through. They're under a lot of pressure. And, you know, I've said before, the manager, he doesn't have a lot to work with. And what he's doing is brilliant. You know, we're not the best, we know that. But he's getting the best out of what he's got. So, and the result the other night against, uh, well, the old Czechoslovakia, Slovakia, the um, good result. You know, we're getting results. And you've got to put that down to the manager. He's, uh, he's, he's doing a good job. We can only hope, keep our fingers crossed. All the, uh, all the jocks up there with their kilts on, and get out to the European Cup finals. It'd be fantastic. Just on that leads us perfectly on to listeners' questions. John, who got in touch the last time to, to ask us about the Scotland-Israel game, has said, if you were a betting man, Willie, would you bet on Scotland beating Serbia to get to the Euros? I am a betting man. <laughs> Sadly. Um, I've sent more bookies to the Bahamas than soft Mick. Um, yes, I would. You know, they're not great. Serbia's not great. Uh, we've every chance, it's 50 50. It's 50 50. Who, who turns up on the night? And hopefully it'll be Scotland. It'd be wonderful, it'd be wonderful for us. So we've all got our fingers crossed. Steve has got in touch with the show, and this is a first, I think, for the show. He's, he's fronted up and said, Hi Willie, hi Callum, I am a very happy and smug Tottenham fan and I want to know if Willie has changed his mind on Jose Mourinho. He called him in your last show a defensive manager. He now he now stuffed six goals past United. Therefore, um, he he's not a defensive manager as Willie says and deserves credit. Oh Steve, hey, I've been waiting on someone coming on. I've got another pal of mine. He's actually called Steve as well. He, um, he's called Steve Norman, he's in Spandau Ballet, Steve, and a Spurs fan. And I've also heard from him, <laughs> asking my opinion. Um, I think it's what you did is amazing. But, you know, look at his track record, Steve. I just look at his track record when he was at Chelsea. They were the most boring team on the planet. And what he did at United, dreadful. Um, I hope for your sake and for Spurs' sake, that he does let them play attacking football. I mean, the one thing he did that I think I mentioned in one of the other shows, Jelly Alley, he's not had him in the team. So uh, he's obviously going the right direction. So we'll see. I, I mean, he wins things. His, track, his record is brilliant, but his teams are boring. So I hope that you're the exception rather than the rule. 
So, yes, you can go. But also remember when I was at Burnley back in the 60s, when we beat you 7-1 at Burnley. Um, oh, I won't mention that either. Oh, I did. I just mentioned it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I wish everyone good luck. And I and Mourinho, I've got nothing against him personally. Just talking about what he's what he's done and how how he looks to do things. You've got you've got a great centre forward, and if I was your manager, everything would be geared to getting balls in the box for Harry Kane. You know, I'd find him if he came out the eighteen the the opponent's eighteen yard box. I would just get service into him, create chances all day long for him because you've got something that most people don't have. He's a great goal scorer. So hopefully Mourinho, for your sake, will use him and play attacking football for the change. Josh has got in touch, and I have to be honest with you, Willie, I think these are the toughest questions we've had coming in. Uh, Josh has asked, I'm a very frustrated Manchester United fan, and I feel that Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is getting an easy ride because he's a club legend. Should he be sacked now? No. No, Josh, no, 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 no. I said the one thing, you know, when he came, we were in dire straits when he came. Absolutely diabolical, struggling really badly. And he got us winning. He turned it round. He got us winning. Um, okay, so it's not carried on. We, we knew it was going to end at some stage because he had to change players. The, the problem that Ollie's had, and I don't know, I just said earlier on, I don't know whether it's his problem or someone else at the club. He has got to sell the players that got on the job. The bad, the dreadful players. That's why he got the job, but they're still there. Now, whether it's his decision or someone else's, I, I, Josh, I don't know. Um, he, he's not got the job because he's a, a club legend. Um, he got the job because the people, the people there before were dreadful. And I mean, 50-50, okay, we've had a bad start. Obviously, we know that. But up until now, he's done really well with what he's got. The, the, the only thing is, you look at the players that, and I keep going back to it, whether he bought them or someone else bought them and said, put them in the team. You know, they're just not good enough. Uh, Maguire, dreadful buy, absolutely dreadful. He's made it worse. Uh, we didn't think we could get any worse, but it has. It's, um, it's heartbreaking. So I, 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 don't, I don't know the, I wish I did know the answer. Um, other than uh, applying for the job myself, Josh. <laughs> I can bring you along as my assistant manager and we can see what we could do. Simon's got in touch and he's, he's got a question for me, which is bizarre. <laughs> Normally the questions are for you, Willie. He's simply asked, Callum, what's it like working with Willie Morgan? Um, you're in a position that lots of Man United fans would dream of. Well, to answer your question, Simon, um, I can only say that it's an absolute honour and privilege. I really enjoy working with Willie and I realise how, how lucky I am to work with a legend of football. So I'm glad you're enjoying the show and and as I say, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure for me to be working with them. And, and I just hope you continue to enjoy these shows because I realise how lucky I am. He's not lucky, Simon. He's not lucky. I'm lucky because 
Callum is brilliant. And without him, obviously, the show wouldn't happen. So he's been very modest, very modest. In fact, I'm going to give uh, Solskjaer a ring. I don't know what position Callum plays, but maybe he could get a game next year. Next week for us, if we could sign him. What position do you play, Callum? When I played, I played in central midfield. And to be honest with you, I think I would be a wee bit quicker than Matic. I told you I've got a tree in the garden that's quicker than Matic. <laughs> I think maybe maybe we need to make that phone call and we need to either get myself for that tree in the centre of the park, absolutely. Um, Martin's got in touch and he wants to know, uh, back to you, Ali, he said, if you could play in another European league, that's not England, not Scotland, of course, um, where would you play and why? Uh, Spain, because they play open, open football. Uh, it's good to watch. I said, I've, over the years, obviously, I watched Barcelona. Originally, I used to watch Real Madrid, the old Real Madrid team. Uh, and then, of course, when Messi arrived, I started watching Barcelona because of him. When he, when he made his debut, I was actually watching the match. And uh, it's just, they, they play open, you know, they play open football. And also, it'd be nice to play in the heat. So um, there's nowhere else, I don't think. I mean, Italy is hard, it, it hard. it's messy. It's not, um, they don't play flowing football. It's, it's a little bit of a battleground in Italy. And the other, the other places, not really. So yeah, Spain would, if, if I said I had a chance when I was 16 to, to go to Real Madrid, the, uh, they tried to, to sign me from Burnley when I was a, a kid. Um, but I didn't even know where Spain was then. <laughs> I'd never been out of the country. So, yeah, Spain, that's where I would go. This is if Ian read Martin's mind. He said, if you had the choice, Willie, would you rather play for Real Madrid or Barcelona? Uh, I would rather play for, depends who's playing. If it was the old Real Madrid team with Puskas and Ento, Estefano, Del Sol, the inside right. Um, but obviously, Messi, I would like to play with Messi. But I think it'd be fantastic. Him on one wing, me and the other, that'd be nice. And then we'll bring Bestie back and put him in the inside forward, get Dennis at centre forward. <laughs> We'd all go to Barcelona. <laughs> well, as you say, it's all about eras, and, and, and I think th those eras, it'd be interesting to see the, the Real Madrid team play the Messi Barcelona team. I know we have these debates in pubs up and down the country, but when pubs were open, people had those debates. Who do you think would win in that match, Willie, the great Real Madrid team or the great Barcelona team? I think the great Real Madrid team would win. I don't think there's any comparison. They, they, they were phenomenal. The team that came to Hamden and beat the Germans in the European Cup final were phenomenal. They were absolutely phenomenal. Um, they, I said the only, the only thing, I mean, the present Barcelona team, no, they, they've gone. They, they, you take Messi out of the team, you don't have a team. They've gone. I mean, when Pep was there, 
they they had a lot of great players with you know no matter how good you are as a player individually you can't play without other people and the better the people you're playing with the better you look and at the moment they you know he's struggling uh, not struggling because he's still the greatest player on the planet but without the players around you it's very very difficult you can't do it on your own you know you can't pick the ball up from the goalie and beat 10 people every time and uh, and score it's not possible so um but i do think the old i mean i've been asked this question so many times in the uh, about man united the team i played in how would they have fared against the the team that uh, alex ferguson had we destroyed them because they couldn't defend against us. They couldn't defend against their forward line. Not possible. And in, in our day, we actually had defenders, people who were defenders. There's no defenders anymore. They all play anywhere and everywhere. And just look at our defense now. They're awful. Um, they don't defend. They can't defend. So, but in my day, you could. Uh, so, it's I there'd be some great teams through through the years, obviously, and that Real Madrid team was one, obviously Barcelona. The Spurs team from 1960 was fantastic. Danny Blanchfleur was the right half, he was captain at the time. Uh, they were a fantastic team, they played great football, as did Burnley. And when I joined Burnley when they won the league back in the early 60s, they were a fantastic team as well. They played great football. It's about football. It's about a blend. It, it, that's all football is. It's about a blend. Not someone sitting with a blackboard trying to work out how to beat your opponent. It's it's crazy. Rely on rely on talent and play people in the right position and let them go out there and do their job. That's all they have to do. A few questions that are non-football related. Maria's got in touch to say, I'm watching the Great British Bake Off at the moment and I want to know if Willie is a baker and if he is, what is his favourite thing to bake? Oh, Maria, I wish I could bake. Um, I can't bake. I'm pretty good at toasted cheese. <laughs> That's about all I... Oh, boiled eggs. I'm good at boiled eggs. Baking, I... I have no idea. I leave that to my wife, Kay. She's very, very good. So, um, as I said, I wish I could. Jamie's got, got in touch to ask, what was Kay's reaction last week when she when she heard that you claim she monopolises the remote control in your house? <laughs> well, uh, she still got it. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's dreadful. She has all these programs on. Oh my goodness! That five-year-old to watch them. We um, we watch different things. She likes neighbors or something. The Australian thing. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So I just go golfing instead. So it works out very well. The next question we've got, Willie. I have literally just. Lost it on my screen. There I've go. got it back. It's from Manchester Vintage. Um, and they are asking the following question. I've never seen any photos of Willie during the second division celebrations versus Blackpool. 
did Doc keep him away from the celebrations? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. My dear friend, Mr. Thomas Doherty. Yes, he did. We were, uh, we were, well, I didn't know we were at loggerheads. We didn't know it was that bad at the time. Uh, until, until I was driving home in my car and found out he'd put me on the transfer list. It was the first I'd heard of it. But no, things weren't good between him and I. And it, it's sad. It's, uh, it was sad, but never mind. You know, things happen like that. And uh, he's just got on with life. It was still great for the supporters. That was the main thing. But it'd been lovely to, to come down to Stratford End, especially Stratford Enders. I mean, I love them. You know, they were brilliant. Um, it'd been nice to celebrate with them. But maybe another time. Maybe another time. Maybe Oli will bring me back when they win the league in a couple of years' time. And I can go down to Stratford End and celebrate our, our promotion. The next one uh, that's come in is, is from a Burnley fan. It's from Alex. He's asking, when was the last time you were at Turf Moor and would you consider coming back to watch a Burnley game when it is safe to do so? Alex, uh, the last time I was at Turf Moor was when one of the lads that I was brought up with, Stan Turnett, was the manager. Uh, Stan and I, we were on the ground staff together and obviously spent many years together as kids at Burnley. And when Stan got the job, um, he asked me, they were playing Man United, and he asked me if I'd come through and, and do the halftime draw or something that they had. They'd asked me many, many times, I'd, you know, I just said no. And I went through and it was wonderful. It was wonderful, it was nice to go back you know, great memories. Burnley, great, great memories for me. If you take Bob Lord out the out the equation, everything else was fantastic. The people at Burn, the people in Burnley, and I say I've still got loads of friends there. Uh, big Burnley fans, as I mentioned the other day: Alistair Campbell, Simon, Jason. Uh, massive Burnley fans. So now I still have a great affinity to to Burnley. You know, don't forget I was 15 when I went there. So all my all my learning years were at Burnley. That's where we and I didn't leave till 1968. So no, lots of lots of great memories, especially Andy Lockhead. Big Andy. So Andy, if you're watching, I know those four goals you scored against Man United and you didn't get man in the match because I did. And you're still griping about it. So <laughs> I think I've told people, Alex, I used to see Andy quite a bit, obviously, until this has happened out in Tenerife. We, uh, we stayed at the same, uh, same complex. And it's the first thing he always says, how did you get man in the match? And back talking about Tenerife, I've got two, <laughs> two of my great friends are exiled out there. They live there. And of course, it's like, uh, it's like the moon at the moment. John Gannon and Graham Stanton, Graham's a Chelsea fan, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I think John supports Celtic. Um, so, anyway, it's, I, I, you know, this, I know they've had a little bit of a bad start this year, but I hope they, they come round and they do a good job because it's a great club. It's a great club, and you know, they, they work with nothing, and it's a credit to them. 
Grant wants to know who's the most famous person you've ever played golf with. Oh, Grant. Oh, well, you'd have to ask them, I suppose. They all think they're famous. The most famous person I've ever played golf with. Oh. Oh, Grant. Well, we mentioned four ball last week. James Hunt, Bobby Moore, uh, Bruce Forsyth, Johnny Mathis, Howard Keel, Harold Riley. And for people who don't know who Harold Riley, if they, if they don't know, he's supposedly the greatest living portrait painter in the world, Harold Riley. So look him up. Um, um, Samat, of course, who's a regular partner, so you didn't look upon him like that. You know, I've, I've been lucky to play with uh, lots and lots, and, and the pro golfers themselves, you know, played with most of the, the great pros. Um, so it, any one of them, I think you could, you could, any one of them, Grant. Staying on that theme, Charlie's asked, what's the most starstruck you've ever been? Most starstruck? Uh, Charlie. I, I think the, the night after we played Man United at, at Burnley, and I'd beaten them, whatever, six something or other. And afterwards, my, my dad was down from Scotland at the match and he wanted to meet Paddy Crown because obviously Paddy played for Celtic and my dad was a massive Celtic fan. And we, we got to go into their dressing room afterwards. And, and even for me, meeting Paddy was, uh, was fabulous because I was a big Celtic fan as well. So I think probably, yeah. The other thing, I had a, uh, we had a private audience with the Pope, one of the Popes, Pope Paul VI, I think it was, at the Vatican. And that was, that was very, uh, obviously very special. Um, I don't know if that answers I think, I don't know, I've met so many people. I've been very fortunate and I've met so many, many people. But I think meeting Paddy Crown for the first time, until I got to know what he was like. <laughs> only kidding. Crown, if you're listening, only kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that night was, was, I was like shaking. I mean, obviously I just played against him for an hour and a half. Well, I never saw him, but we uh, just going in and meeting him was, was was very special. So, Paddy Crown. Last question of this week, uh, Willie. Uh, I'm going to ask the last question. I'm going to be very greedy. Um, I've, I've answered all the questions from the listeners. This week in Scotland, it's the flagship game of the league season. Uh, the first of four of them, um, Celtic versus Rangers. Celtic are at home in the game. There's a fair few players who won't be able to play because they've tested positive for coronavirus on internationals. If you had to make a prediction, who's going to win this week, Willie, Celtic or Rangers? Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> it goes without saying, 
I'm a Celtic fan, so I think Celtic will win. I hope they win. Uh, and saying that, you know, again, I got so many of my friends who are Rangers fans and uh, whatever. But I think, I mean, Celtic probably got the edge, still got the edge, even without the players. Uh, there's not a lot of difference. Um, so 2-0 Celtic. There we go, Callum. You've heard it from Willie himself, 2-0 to Celtic. And once again, just before we go, thank you to everyone who's listening. We've, we've mentioned our fans in Greece and beyond. If you want to get a question in for the show, you can tweet Willie at the Willie Morgan or you can tweet me at Football CFB or at Callum CFB and I'll get your questions to the man himself. We're hoping that on our next show, as I've said earlier, we're going to be joined by... Patrick Barclay, which will be great because he's written a book on Sir Matt Busby and as Willie has, has already teased a few times, he's got stories he believes Paddy won't even know about Sir Matt so that's de destined to be a wonderful show and I hope you can join us for it and just before we go Willie, have you got anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Just to say keep safe until we, we uh, chat again everyone keep safe I know it's hard times at the moment and it's crazy but you, you really have to keep safe. So take care of yourselves. Great message. Take care to you as well, Willie. Hopefully the golf's not rained off and you can be back out in the course as soon as possible. Thank you, Callum. Take care. <laughs>